वेलकम टू डेफ एपिसोड नंबर दिस विजय फ्रॉम फ्रॉम द नेदरलैंड्स एम आई मेंट टू से हेलो फ्रॉम रे इन बेल्जियम श्योर Yeah. It's like yeah. yeah. Go on, Matt. You do it. Zero preparation. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, uh I wrote I wrote a book a while ago, years ago. It's called Closure for the Brave and True. Yeah. And that's yeah. And since then, I'm like I'm set. I did it. You know, I'm done. Yeah. So I haven't done too, too much too much since then. But uh So yeah but uh, you 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 paid off your debt for life. I mean I think that's yeah. that's for sure, you know. That's what I feel like. I feel like I'm like okay to just like coast on that. Like I think you should be. <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm not even joking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you, everyone you know, in the you, closure world look, owes you a huge debt of gratitude. Yeah. 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 I mean you know that Ray is not joking because he didn't do the monkey <laughs> court thing. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Janky yeah, joke just signal. Like, straight down this is like the serious yeah. posture here yeah. yes yeah. it's not this one yeah. watch out for that one uh, yeah. yeah but let, let's let's yeah. let's get into this then so how, how did you how did you end up doing closure maybe maybe give us a little bit of background on you know um Where, where you come from? Uh, in, Are we allowed to give Daniel's like sites. full name as well? I mean, is that is that oh, like yeah, a yeah. nice thing? You know? Oh yeah, yes. Daniel <clears throat> Higginbottom, I think is the full. Yes, yeah. So you said you said bottom, not bottom, bottom, bottom. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I heard like someone recently told me that that's how they would pronounce it: bottom, Higginbottom. Hugo Duncan, actually, if you know him, he wrote yeah. like Palette back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah yeah so he was surprised i guess that's the proper pronunciation No i don't like, know i think it's an english thing the, maybe uh i or, or, yeah. i don't know what it is Yeah yeah, yeah. but you pronounce yeah, it however yeah. you want you know that's fine by me so mr higginbottom Okay thanks yeah Okay. I, I almost thought I almost thought it's Higginbottom yeah. or something because it, it, isn't there something like a cricketer who has the same name probably Ian Bottom Bottom yeah 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 Okay, that was long. But that's a Higginbotham is different to, to the uh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. the Ian Botham. Probably the the Higgin changes the pronunciation maybe. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean we'll we'll yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll go with we'll go with you know exactly how yeah. you want uh, You're the uh, expert uh, here, you know. Yeah. It's yes. your name. Yeah. <laughs> how, how 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 dare you suggest it's pronounced Higginbottom? <laughs> it's like the Higginbottoms and Higginbottoms have been feuding. Yeah. <laughs> centuries <laughs> I can't believe you would bring me on here and not do any research <laughs> uh, yeah well yes. that reminds me of a of a of a, a guy I used to work with called uh, Barrel but everyone called him Barrel but he was very <laughs> insistent that his name was Barrel you know and it was like <laughs> yeah mate it's you're called Barrel come on <laughs> anyway go yeah. on yeah yeah Yeah. Okay, so um, I think now, now we now we talked about your name. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So, so what what has been your technical journey, like the programming journey? A programming journey. Wow. Well, well, well. Let's well, see. Back in the day. 
Yeah. Yes, back when I was a wee own, kids. little lad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, so how I got to how I got to closure. Well, I'll, I'll say I guess it's like it's interesting. Um, well, maybe it's not interesting. I should. You <laughs> Damn, decide. That was you, should, a... you decide. You decide. <laughs> opening. Opening hashtag interesting. Yeah. All okay. Right? Um, uh, well, because it's like I find I find that so many folks in the closure community. Part of the reason why I wanted to learn closure is because it's just like, oh my god, this is like all these smart people doing smart shit. I don't know what they're talking about, you know. <clears throat> um, but I feel like. Um, for myself, like when I started doing that, like programming, it was all just like stupid little websites and stuff, right? Like back in the day with like PHP, HTML, like JavaScript. Remember like dynamic web page? Wasn't that wasn't that what they called it back in the day? Dynamic yeah, web yeah. pages. Dynamic or something. HTML, yeah. Yeah. yeah, dynamic HTML. DHTML. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, but so for me it's like a lot of a lot of the you know, what I've enjoyed is just doing like like so one of the first first little things I made was like when I was in High school, I just got like a bunch of, uh, um, <clears throat> I, I photoshopped like my friends and like other acquaintances, I guess, heads on like various like bodies of whatever, like and put like a little page. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I did this. You know, I was like, like, I don't know, 14 or 15 or something. I think I made, there's this girl that why, was like, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly why. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I just, I remember there was this, uh, there's this girl that was like in band class with me, like marching band, who was like so fucking pissed that like, like how this turned out or something like that. I forget exactly like what body I put her on, but so uh, it was just like, mm. yeah. So that's like, this is like the early, or something, something, so something like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure she's and, listening to the podcast episode now and then, you know, waving her fist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Daniel, yeah. he can. I'm bottom. getting you bottom. Yeah. <laughs> he can yeah. bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> she, she's never gonna pronounce your name right, man. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be the last thing I hear. Yeah, <laughs> you know, goodbye forever, Higgin bottom. And um, uh, but but yeah, and I remember like I just this web page would load. It was on GeoCities, and it would like play like a wave, not a wave, yeah, a wave file, a wave yeah, file. Yeah, wave files, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so um, so so I I did that kind of stuff for a while, and then like I got into like Ruby and Ruby on Rails. Like mm-hmm. back, this was like you know like version zero point eleven or something like that. Well, my, like, my, my guess, by the way, just just before we go on a Ruby, is like I'm I'm thinking PHP is the kind of modern because everyone's talking about like why is programming so complicated, but I think for the web yeah. generation, like you know, like you're saying, Daniel, people who grew up with yeah. really the web being the first place to program, PHP is the kind of equivalent of like Commodore sixty four Basic, I think. Yeah, totally. You know, I, I really think yeah. that's uh, and it's still obviously still a useful programming language, and you know, anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't no, know why I wanted to say that, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that you're right. I don't know. It's something I've been. I don't know. It's something that I, I continue to think about too. Like, how do you how do you capture like the kind of immediate gratification, I guess, yeah, of yeah. like PHP mm-hmm. and that stuff, but without like all the, you know, the 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 pain that comes with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but so like, yeah, I did PHP for years, and like, yeah, and I got, yeah, and I was I was like, I don't know, what am I? very early not even 20 yet and i was just like ah oh, so burnt out on this programming thing you know um <laughs> and then but then like found ruby like ruby and ruby on rails and um i did that for something like eight years yeah 
And I started to get kind of burnt out on that. And that's when I started looking into Common Lisp because it looked, it just, it just looked very different, you know, it looked very fun. Yeah. You know, like someone who didn't go for, to, to school for any of this, right? Like just uh, would con- continue to try to like, um, you know, expand my knowledge and, and skills and whatever. Um, <clears throat> but 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 like, while trying to have as much fun as possible too. So like mm-hmm. I learned Common Lisp and I wanted to make this game it was called, I had this idea for a game, it would be command line based or like terminal based, text based, I should say, called mm-hmm. Hobbit versus Giant. And the idea with this is like that you're you're a hobbit and there's like a giant who's coming and like terrorizing your village. Mm-hmm. And you start out and you're just equipped with like like a tobacco pouch and like a Danish, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, how do you how do you like defeat this this giant? Um you know, and and so it was like really fun. Like I like I was getting into like the common list object system. It was like that was interesting, and like thinking about like okay, how do I model like the height of this giant versus like the, you know like the, the relative body sizes of these things, and, mm-hmm. and then I started looking into like well, what if I wanted to do something like this on the web? And then I was like, well, this is pain in the ass, and that's <laughs> when <laughs> that's when. Um, I got introduced, like, I, I heard about Clojure from Alan Diaper, um, right. you know, who'd right. hop on and, and um, he, he came in, uh, I was working uh, at McKinsey, the con- like consulting company at the time. And they, he, he, for whatever reason, they hired him to come in and talk about Clojure. And I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. It's like, it, it seems like it has, um, it's like smooth over so many of like the weird little words and stuff of common lisp. Um, but then also you have access to the JVM and like this whole ecosystem. So I was like, let me give this a try. And I remember like one of my first posts, like after I started doing this, like on Reddit, was mm-hmm. just like, um, uh, <laughs> like trying trying to build like this whole little Hobbit system and, and stuff. And I was like basically asking like, well, how do I have objects? Like, where are my objects? <laughs> and I remember I think yeah. I'm pretty sure is um, Dmitry Sotnikov, yeah. who who like very patiently explained to me like. No, 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 no. Like this is a, <laughs> that's not how we do things here. Yeah. yeah. So nice. And, and that's the, yeah. So, but but that is for for fun, right? I mean, um, yeah. But hold on, what happened to that yeah. Hobbit? I, I want to know. You know, it's like I think the, the Hobbit and Jane sat together and then smoked weed. I guess <laughs> they've got the tobacco pouch. I mean, he's, you know, this is already an intriguing. <laughs> yeah, this is an intriguing beginning for me. You know, what's like, is there something at the bottom of that tobacco pouch? That that's is, that's the long bottom leaf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Higginbottom leaf. <laughs> it's a, it's uh, a no, different kind of leaf. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the that's the dank leaf. You, know, oh. you need to get the bottom Higgin Higgin bottom Yeah. So so did so you did end up making the game enclosure then? No, I never did. I actually I just yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so yeah. as we speak, everybody's dead in that Hobbit town because Jane basically yeah. killed everyone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's like a like okay. a Tamagotchi, but like on a like much vaster scale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then how did you how did you transition into? Um, so you were doing Ruby on Rails professionally, uh, you know, um, for some time. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So did you pick up Closure professionally as well, apart from having this uh, um, text adventure? Oh yeah, no. well, <laughs> uh, it's like. <laughs> 
I turned I turned all the McKinsey systems into like text adventure based like uh, <laughs> <laughs> finally uh, all those PowerPoints that they produce are now plain text now. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> files. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like all the all these consultants with their Excel files. I was just like, I know, using org mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, before before you before you do this analysis, you must answer me these these questions three. Um, <laughs> but no, no, I was able to. Um, it was cool. Like they, I got, I had a lot of latitude, and I was able to um, uh, just start kind of introducing closure and just like just kind of small small places mm-hmm. like yeah. no no one really cared um i mean there was like a little bit of conversation and stuff but yeah it was you know it it it, it, it was like the classic it's just a jar file, a jar file. you know yeah yeah so um it's cool i ended up doing uh i think I, I built some kind of like internal like community forum thing first with ruby and then like rewrote it with like datomic and closure yeah um and uh there was this other thing that they were, they were, they were building. I don't know. I don't want to get into it though. I feel like it's kind of boring. There's like a good, maybe like a okay story there about like management and how they oversell things, but like it's, but, <laughs> but um, but but that yeah, couldn't closure. be possibly true of McKinsey though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, You're right. they would never, never. No. Yeah. You don't They're, work for them still, do you? No, I don't work. Okay. Oh, okay. Let's go then. Yeah. Right. Fuck yeah. them, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, of course, you know. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're happy not to work for them anymore. I think, yeah, I think no, we, should, we should wear a disclaimer saying that, you know, listeners to the podcast, please note that, you know, we don't endorse this. <laughs> we are not sponsored by McKinsey. And... We're not sponsored by McKinsey. We, you know, we're, we don't want to be sued by them either. I mean, fans. Exactly. Yeah. So, right. yeah. yeah all right. This is great. For, for, for balance, yeah, McKinsey, yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's about as good as balance I can get, really, from fucking. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. They may be neutral, but probably not. Right, yeah. so yeah, you left McKinsey in a in a, a cloud of glory. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was I was halfway through my my book at that point, and I was just like, yeah, I'm halfway through. I don't need you anymore. Um, <laughs> don't. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I've got this but, book that's free wait, online. Wait, wait. What's before that? going to before yeah. going to the halfway level? So, why did you start with writing a book? About closure. Like oh, what was, the, um, what was the what was the thinking process? So I get I, part of it was um, I wanted so I liked closure. I wanted to use it more, and I, I felt like part of the way to get there would be to have more people actually in the company that could use it with me. So mm-hmm. I was like, when I start teaching people, and um, I started doing that, and as part of that, that's when I started writing. Um, hmm. I'd, I'd been I'd been I'd been writing some like closure blog posts for a while, and that mm. was fun. And um, and then yeah, it's, I just started doing it. I think part of it too, too was like one of my coworkers is like, "Nah, you don't like don't don't write in like an intro book for like this programming language. People have already done that." And I think part of me was just kind of like, well, "You don't tell me what to do. Nobody <laughs> tells me what to do." Yeah. You know? And uh, people tell me what not to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But have you written, I mean, you wrote the blog post, but I mean, I, I've got to say, I think you've, you're a very good writer. So like, did you have, did you have practice before then? Or what, you know, what was this your first actual, you know, book book? That was definitely my first book. I wrote, um, I think probably the, the largest thing I wrote before then was like, I wrote this um, <clears throat> kind of short guide to visual design is visualmess.com. Yeah, that's, that's really, really nice, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny to me to watch, like look at it now because it, like it looks like so dated, but I feel like the content is still pretty, yes. like uh, yeah, relevant. So yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Well, you did do some reach research. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, five, five minutes before getting on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> who is this guy again? He can bottom. <laughs> no, no. I mean, um, honestly, I mean, this is this is. I think, especially the, uh, you know, when you see or when I see the way that you build websites and you know, all the websites that you build your your Flemish studios or closure for the true and brave or um the the um, closure jobs website that you're building you know there is a there is a certain sense of design sensibility that you have you mm -hmm. know style mm -hmm. that you have so if i see yes. that I can, I can i can see oh you know this is this looks you know there is a, there is a kind of a overarching principles that that you can see yeah. but those are difficult to explain right and and when i saw uh, some time ago the visual guide that you explained with the cats pictures and everything and like how how to group things how to redesign things it reminded me of um you know um there is this um lawyer turned um uh, he, he was also yeah. into into racket uh, matthew buttrick yes you know, yeah. practical guide to typography i mean like it, it reminded like you know something like that mm. that mm. level of um thinking behind the design you know it's not just oh i'm gonna just slap in some css and shit whatnot but you know i, I really appreciate it you know that's really really nice so People who are, who are listening yeah. to this, I think you should go and check that out. And I think you also have the link on, on your home page as well, right? For that one. For yeah, the I think guide. so. Yep. Yep. How else did yeah. you get it, VJ? So come on. Sorry? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I knew this because I told him not to do this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's really super cool because yeah. I was, this is something that you don't usually see in in programmers, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're think, they, they think that we are not designers and we just write yeah. code. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So please, please give the background about that thing now. <laughs> oh, sure. No, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I feel like Matthew Butterick, like he's one of my heroes, you know, because it's like he is like his his work is just really good. You know, it's yes. like he created this whole language for writing books and then like yes. wrote books with it. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, he's also uh, he, he's an excellent author. He's uh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. all the fonts that he made are, are yeah. fucking good. You know? I yeah, still, I still use triplicate from him, which is a really beautiful monofont. Nice. Anyway, yeah, cool. So let's talk about the visual design thing. You know, how did you come to yeah. that, that part as well? Sure. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I guess I feel like it's um, I, I've just, I've always been interested in design. Like I like um, I like I like art. I like visual art. I like photography. Um, a lot. I do a lot of photography myself. But um, but I think, you know, uh, hmm. So I have spent I've spent a lot of time like reading about design and you know trying trying to design my own little things like here and there too. And I think I decided like early, like pr pretty early on in my career it's like okay I can pick I can like pick one and get kind of kind of okay at it. And so I picked programming, you know. Mm -hmm. But I still like to, you know, here here and there like dive into things where I get to actually design design stuff. But to me it's like it is um uh, you know I I feel like 
all, all, all this stuff is just about, you know, how, how do you communicate with other people, right? Mm. And uh, I, I feel like that's that's totally relevant in programming too, mm. right? Like you, 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 um, you know, so much of like the best practices and whatnot that, that you have to learn, like when you actually get um, a, a job and have to work with other people, is like how 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 do you communicate these these different ideas like in your code with other people, right? And I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess like a lot of it for me is I think about the stuff coming down to kind of like cognitive ergonomics. You know, you only have so much working memory, right? Mm -hmm. And then, um, for example, um, and and then there like your brain has like certain biases and has like certain ways of processing information, right? So like with yeah. with programming, it's mostly linguistic, but there's also a bit of a visual element to it, like to how you actually structure, like with white space, the code, um, yeah. your, your code. Um, and then there's like a little bit of um, uh, structure too with like, you know, file system and layout uh, as well, that that's arguably just more kind of like the, the linguistic part of your brain as well. And then so like visually, like, you know, there's like rules to how your brain processes information in a way that it's like very easy to, to make sense of something. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But so in I don't that know. Sense, I you, um, so thinking along, along those lines, do you think how do you compare closure with Ruby stuff that you that you did? Because Ruby is also kind of you know like there is a certain sense of beauty to Ruby, right? And it's it's a very simple language, very readable, and that that kind of thing. Um, and and with Ruby on Rails being super popular because you know the, as you said, like like uh, cognitive ergonomics or something, you know that the amount yeah. of uh, things that you need to know is a bit less to get started with Ruby or or whatever. So how do you how do you compare yeah. on on this, um, yeah, on this item, Ruby and, and Clojure? Yeah, that's. I think there's there's a few different ways. I think that that could be answered. Um. So yeah, there, there's just I think based on like on the 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 kind of basic level of the emphasis on um n naming things descriptively that's just that's more of a, a kind of uh cultural practice i guess right like mm -hmm. uh, you know you could write c code and just like really um <clears throat> in insist that that people like wear, name things you know descriptively right but yeah. but in ruby they just happen to to like th that that's just kind of uh omnipresent i guess right it's it's part yeah. of the 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 ruby way i guess um <clears throat> But in, in terms of, uh, I, I, there's another element of your your question too, in in, uh, in terms of talking about like Ruby on Rails, like as a framework, and mm -hmm. um, being able to get started quickly with 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 that and like building things versus yeah. like enclosure, like that's not really, you know, that's not really the case. Though though yeah. like plenty of people have made like a lot of things that do make it a lot easier, and you can you know uh, follow, for example um you know D dimitri's you know books and, and guides and stuff and just like get get started but i feel like there is there is a a, a difference there um between like like in the ruby on rails world there's like a very well-defined set of concepts so like when you're talking about um cognitive ergonomics like one of the like one of the the main ideas is this idea of chunking like being able to um you know well it's just like another word for abstraction i guess right mm -hmm. Being able to like rely on just like one kind of token in your mind to like represent like a kind of broader thing. And with Ruby on Rails, it's nice because that you, you don't actually have to know, um, you know, what 
actually that token, like all the details for what that stands for, you can like, there's a kind of progressive enhancement, I guess, to the process mm. of building, building a website. And you like, you, you learn more, you can learn more about the internals, but you don't have to know them uh, at first. And then you can learn more until you get frustrated and quit using it because it's like, this is a kind of, you know, <laughs> won't do, this will never do what I want it to do. Um, yeah. But that's okay, because it can do a lot of things that a lot of people want, want it to do, right? Um, whereas like in, I don't know. So this is okay. So the other thing that, that's been going on for me that this is like my, my weird little obsession, my side obsession is like, I have been trying to build closure framework for like four fucking years. <laughs> wow. so, sorry, you, you kind yeah, of, I'm you. I, I was just wondering, you know, like you've got a side obsession. It's a bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll oh. come into your main obsession a bit later. Is that the idea? <laughs> <laughs> after after we go through all the side obsessions, then we go yeah. to <laughs> go to find the main quest. Right. Yeah. So the side obsession is the frameworks for closure. Yeah. Yeah. Framework. Yeah. Framework for closure. I'm like, what would that look like? How can you? Hmm. How can you take like all the you know, um, all the amazing. Uh, benefits that closure gives you in terms of uh, you know like uh, data orientation immutability all that stuff mm -hmm. and then like make a framework that's like actually um, that could only be created in closure for example right mm -hmm. like what would that what would that look like and I feel like I've been flailing around at this and I don't know so we don't have to talk about that but it's I do think <laughs> yeah but um well bizarrely I was listening uh, to uh, DHH uh, today yeah. um on the yeah. another podcast the core recursive podcast and he wow. he was saying that like you know his perspective is that it's, it's all contextual essentially you know is that uh you end up you end up kind of picking tech for the thing that you're that, that meets your needs either be that like technically um you kind of like uh, aesthetically emotionally or whatever you know something matches your needs or you, hmm. i mean you can always get told what to do by your boss but that's you know that's a different story right. if you like you know but if if you're picking sure. technology if you're deciding what to do then those are the kind of drivers for that kind of thing but i think with him i mean obviously he, he's a really interesting guy but he's he's very strongly opinionated about certain things and he makes decisions you know and that's the decision that he makes and you know, and and if you don't agree with that decision, then essentially you're out. You know, uh, <laughs> right, and that, I right. think that's okay. I I quite like that view of frameworks where it's very opinionated, and yeah. that's kind of what you're coming to as well, isn't it? With this, like what you're saying is your opinion is that data orientation is the big thing of closure. So if I'm going to make a framework, it's going to be opinionated around that concept, for example. Yeah, yeah. That that I mean. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of interesting things about what you said, like, because what you said about like meeting needs and bringing up like the aesthetic and emotional needs, like that's super interesting. Like talking about it is just like we're all humans and like we, you know, sure, we are making these yeah. human, <laughs> yeah, human choices. But yeah, yeah, when it comes to opinions, I mean, so I mean, for me personally, like the data orientation, I think is you know, like that. That's one of the um, huge things that, that that closure brings to the table. But I don't know that I've necessarily thought about like that as being like the thing for for, for what for what i'd like to do I mean, the it's, thing the, the, the reason i mention it is just bizarrely yeah. that uh, you know and you uh, you haven't heard the previous podcast because it's not released yet but um that yeah. we were the the 
the podcast, the last podcast we had was with uh, Jonathan Schavitz, and he was he's written a book about data-oriented programming. Um, and he was talking about this. So maybe it's like in the zeitgeist, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but I, I think data yeah. orientation around closure has been in the zeitgeist for a long time. So, um, but you know, uh, he reckons yeah. that data orientation is not in Wikipedia. It's not. It's not out there. It's not a concept which is well understood. You know, so mm. we have to talk about it more. Hmm. So we're so we're doing our duty here by you know helping to promote that concept a bit more. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> and yeah. linking things together. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. I like that. I'm like. I'm like, I don't know if that's the main thing for me. And I like that you're coming back with, but I think it is, or at least it should be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if it is. I, I know. <laughs> could be, it couldn't be. It's up yeah. to you, you know. <laughs> yeah. It sounded to me like it was, but you know. <laughs> and, yeah. and you've been, no, you've been building, building this, this web stuff with closure, right? So so yeah. did you, yeah. did you uh, kind of... Um, uh, reach to a point because you said you've been thinking about it for for four years already. So, um, well, did you did you reach to a point where okay, <laughs> these are the these are the core principles that I build my closure applications with that are a bit different than Ruby on Rails, for example? Yeah, gosh, you know, it's like it's hard because it's been so long since I've I, like Ruby on Rails is like so far in the past for me. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the 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 I guess yeah, like yeah. the the, the points that the parts that still stick out for me are like it, the the more human parts of like I want to you know I'm like chasing that high of like ah oh, I can just do this thing and I got like um, a website out there and I can show it to people like that's fun yeah. you know mm-hmm. like I had um, one of my early websites was uh, it was phobiatopia.com and you okay. could. You could, this was like around when uh, like Google released like, um, you know, like the Google Maps API or whatever. And people could yeah. um, just type in whatever they were afraid of. And like, it would put a pin down and you could see, like, you know, kind of like look around the world, what people were afraid of. Um, <laughs> and what yeah, you mean, it was like, like what super would, silly. Like, the, like people are afraid of like what the Twin Towers or something. <laughs> that's, <laughs> maybe that's a bad example. There's like there's this one group that's like just one location. Was, um, yeah, you know, you put those two things together, you know, this could be a powerful um, tool, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, b- bears. A lot of people put bears. Which is kind of okay, surprising. Yeah, fair enough. Kind yeah. of surprising. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it was around like 2004, or 2005. But anyway, stuff like that okay. is just like fun. I just like mm. I just, um, <clears throat> and so so that that's kind of like what what's what sticks with me, I guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I guess some of the things that what, what I got burnt out on on Ruby were like some of the 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 kind of classic oh oh problem is that we as like proper functional programmers like look down on like oh god i I have no idea how this object got into this state like and this has happened to me like you know 20 times today i'm sick of this shit you know so like um so like less less of that um i do think you know people always talk about like oh frameworks there's like this magic there and that's like it gets to be like so frustrating having to like untangle all that magic i mm-hmm. i think unfortunately I've, I've i've added a little bit too much of that to my thing and i'm trying to like go through like i want to do like another iteration of you know my private daniel only framework um to kind of before i put it out there to to, to like unmagic it a bit mm-hmm. um but uh so some of the oh, anyway 
so you said that I've been thinking about this for four years. I don't know that I've been thinking about it so much as just like uh, stressing about it. And, <laughs> and um, but so some of the, some of the ideas, do you want to get like the greatest, greatest hits ideas that I've had about this? Yeah, and you can come see on, let's hear it. Yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. One, one, okay. One of the ideas is I think that this simple versus easy thing in the closure community, I think that that's like, th that's, Idea, I think it's served its purpose, but I think it's like reached its expiration date. I, mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, I think even some of the earlier talks that like, um, you know, Richgate and, you know, obviously not to, to knock Mr. Hickey and like, who cares if this, you know, if Daniel Higginbotham not <laughs> Rich Higgy on this podcast, but I, I, there's like, there are a couple of these podcasts, which I felt like were 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 kind of like strange and almost like like pretty illogical but like when it comes to like this idea of like simple versus easy and and so i i think that that idea is like like way past its expiration date and i can talk more about that if you want to but, but just but a I second think, i mean don't you don't yeah. you think that people want i mean i think his initial thing was uh easy has kind of got us a whole bunch of hidden complexity so we need to make it simple but I think simple yeah. and easy seems to be like no one's got no one's going to object to that. You know, I think I think if you drop simple, then everyone, right. you know, then people are going to look. People are going to you know give you shade. Let's say they're going to throw shade on you, and they're going to like give you yeah. shit. That's yeah. That, that I think simple well, simple is probably going to be something which is going to be uh, yeah. Oh, hang on, mate, we need it simple. Yeah. But but so when you say people are going to throw shade on you, like who are you, are you referring to? Like to closure programmers or to like people, like oh, in yeah. general <laughs> on the street? Right. Pick and bottom. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> keep it simple. <laughs> but because so here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. What what is, I mean like would would you like would you want to work with something that's like um build as like this is simple but it's also like really fucking hard you know <laughs> or or like like no, or, obviously or, not no. right so so to me it's like it's it's so it okay here, here i want i like this is this isn't like my backlog of that, uh, blog posts but so here here's some of my thoughts on this right so so first like in order to make this point about simple versus easy, like um, the, the definition for easy that's given is a speculative definition and it's not how anyone actually uses the word. So he talks about easy as things being close, as, close at hand, yeah, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah but who uses it that way? You know what I yeah. mean, right? Um, but, but like the idea of easy to me is just that there's not much work involved. Like mm. yeah. less work is easier, right? Yeah. And so, like, and and, and so, um, <clears throat> in one of the one of the talks too, he talks about this idea, like, like why why do we prioritize making a website in a day? He says that's stupid, and like that to me, like that feels wrong to me. Like I feel <laughs> it, it it's just it, like it it's um because like it, that is valuable to so many people to be able to make a website mm -hmm. in a day, yeah. right? Like that's yeah. not stupid. People are able to like uh, improve their lives dramatically by being mm -hmm. able to do that, you know. Right, and so when you talk about like um, the you know the, these tools exist in the context, right? Like um, for a lot of people, like like people don't need to, uh, necessarily want to be like the John Coltrane of making websites or whatever, and like that's yeah. fine, right? And so, but but so like this idea, you know, simple versus easy, and then like 
kind kind of like like uh ha- having this kind of disparaging attitude toward people who like don't want like um <clears throat> the simplest possible thing and then have to compose all that stuff together themselves somehow but, right? but i think it could just so come like, back to the disparagement is around this kind of uh i think if 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 the if the machinery that was giving you the 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 thing that was built in a day the website in a day mm-hmm. was itself mm-hmm. a simple tool and you know had like it was was easy to understand or whatever or was kind of like you know it, it had growth in it or whatever then maybe maybe i think the disparagement would be a bit less but i think what that's what he's trying to disparage is complexity you know it, uh, to me he it's a bit yeah. annoying that he chose easy because what he really, I think what I, my takeaway from that is that he's just against complexity and complexity is often hidden by systems that, that make things easy for other people. But they're, then they're taking on a burden themselves that is maybe it's unsustainable. Yeah, no. And I, I, I get that. Like, and I, I get that that's like the, that kind of argument that he was making, you know, I just think that it's like the overall thing was like I ended up finding it like unhelpful because if the mm-hmm. idea of complexity is like we're, you know co- combining combining things together right and, and, and in a way like in my mind what we're talking about is like work um, the amount of work involved over the entire lifetime of your interaction with this thing right mm-hmm. so that's why that's why complexity sucks is because it like like uh it's it's like there's a uh, arm mortgages or whatever that led to the housing crisis right you, you pay the like the low interest rate at first and then like you know later on you get stuck with like the really high interest rate and you can't pay that anymore hmm. you know and then you're fucked and then like uh <laughs> and 2008 and then daniel higginbotham is like lost his job like you know twice <laughs> like because the financial crisis you know yeah. and you know <clears throat> so like i get it but I, I but i also do think that there's um but because um like that 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 is a, like a more i i feel like that that nuance hasn't really become so much of the closure of culture but what hmm. part of it has become is this like easy oh gonna look down on that and like i feel like that's and maybe maybe not no, so much bad, not with yeah. everyone not not and maybe not so much anymore but i feel like that was that was maybe a, a part of it and like that just makes me sad because it's just like i think that i th- i think that things um I don't know. I, I do want to make things easy. For I people. do. Yeah. 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 You I know, agree. I, I think, think it, it, um, it, right on. Yeah, come on isn't it um, this is yeah. this is this is what this yeah. is the, this is the, the right. bars you're spitting down here right yeah. you know. come on <laughs> well it's like this what, is, what really are we good. doing as yeah. programmers if we're not making things easier for people you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. the value Absolutely. of simplicity Absolutely. yeah like that is the value of simplicity like if we had so if we had like like infinite like mental capacity and and could keep track of like infinite complexity right then, then like um you know the, the, these issues wouldn't really wouldn't really matter you you know what I mean? Hmm. Does, yeah, does yeah. that make any sense? Like because it, it wouldn't be any yeah. additional work, right? Yeah. Um, the the value of simplicity is that it makes things easier. So like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying like that. It's it's backwards. It's backwards. But, but isn't it isn't it more contextual? Because I think you know uh, I'm trying to uh, come at this from a different angle. Like um, when Richie was talking about simple versus easy, you know, in the, in the context of programmers, right? You know just yeah. you were saying we need to make things easier 
for everybody, not just programmers. So because these days right. there is there is the programming is now not only right. like programmers thing anymore, given mm-hmm. the whole uh, no code stuff and millions of companies that run an Excel, for example, without having any programming code and code programming experience. Um, sure. So, yeah. So there, 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 there is the easy part, right? There is the easy part that we're pushing for, because programming mm-hmm. is not just, you know, the, these elite people who understand the systems and abstractions, and we can keep in mind and this kind of shit. You know, this this is now slowly, programming is being more commoditized and more, um, mm-hmm. how, how do you call that? Like, brought to everybody knows about programming. Democratized, now. I think is the yeah, word democratized. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good word for it. Yeah. So, so. In that context, if if you know, ten years ago, when when Rich was talking about it, maybe twenty years ago, I don't know. Based on his experience, probably at that moment, I I I understand that it was mainly targeted towards programmers. So we we wanted systems that are, you know, simple. But okay, we know that they are difficult to build. So that was okay. But now the world has changed. So that that's my understanding of it. So. Do you think you know that is is that the way that you're going as well in terms of the expiration date of the concept? Like it's not just limited to that, or or do you think this this is completely expired? So we shouldn't use this analogy anymore. Well, I think I to me the value of that of that analogy and the value of that talk is to like really clarify like the, the value of simplicity and to some degree clarify what simplicity means, right? And and specifically, I do think that when we're talking about closure and like, um, you know, when, when we're able to like look at like object-oriented programming languages and like we're binding like, you know, um, state and and um, uh, the the methods for like uh, changing that state together into like this one thing, right? Like it turns out like that was a bad idea, right? Mm. I mean, I think it's. I, I think we we'll, you know we can all agree here. <laughs> like, yeah. we're, we're in a we're in a safe we're place to agree. Like, that was yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and so to to me, I don't know. This is how I took it. Like this is like the main the the, the kind of the kind of uh, a kind of broader like rationale or justification for like why that is not a great way of doing things and why mm-hmm. having uh, you know immutable data structures by default, for example, is like a good idea and a good way of mm-hmm. doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I, you know, this is like, again, this is, I'm just here, you know, day in and day out with like my, my, my cats and my dog and stuff. And like, I don't like, I'm, I'm never going to have like a, a rich level of, 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 of impact or be able to, I don't know. I, I don't think I, I'm necessarily even interested in like thinking through things through to, to the, the same like degree and depth. But mm-hmm. I will say that like the, um, the, the value of that. Like simple versus easy, it it was because it was like provocative, and it was like a way to, it it was a way to really um, uh, highlight the like the nature of closure and like the rationale behind it and the value that it brings and how it can make your life um, easier over over the long run, right? And um, so so and I, I'm also like I'm not trying to like do do his talks a disservice or anything too. I think that he's like, like you were saying earlier, Ray, it's like he's, you know, um, no, no one would say uh, simple and easy. Oh no, thanks. I'll just say <laughs> take simple, please, <laughs> right? Um, but, but, but what I, what I mean by that is like when I talk about, um, <clears throat> I, I think that the, this kind of, uh, 
I, I mean, it's just like a weird debate to be having. It's like, it's weird. I don't, and I don't think it ever, like it doesn't come up as much anymore, but mm. I think it's, it's, it's weird for there to still be some kind of initial, initial friction. If like, uh, if, if someone, someone, uh, you know, were to try to, to make things that would make programming easier for closures. Right. Um, and that's, I don't know. I'm, I'm saying that now and I'm like, wait, that's not fair. People make things that are easy, like to make it easier all the time. And no one's like, oh, it's too easy. But, but so I think I mean, I'll give you an interesting example where, you know, I feel like in closure, you know, it's, it's, it's a, still a bit of a live debate in my opinion, where people, I'm not saying again that, that anyone did anything wrong or bad, but somebody somewhere wanted to make like life at the REPL a bit easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what they wanted to do was they wanted to make like this, like, like Stuart Sierra wanted this like reloaded workflow. Um, mm-hmm. Why? Well, because it made his life easier. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But when I look at that, I don't like it because yes, I know it makes your life easier, but it means that now I have to think about components everywhere. And it's like a, it's like an infestation in my, in my, in my thinking, in my brain and in mm. my code, because he's mixing up the state of the application with the with my program now and i've got to i've got to think about that and i really hate that you know well maybe i don't hate it but you know <laughs> sorry Stuart. You know, <laughs> please do come on the podcast uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> we can debate it I'm, I'm pretty sure he yeah. would have a we'd have a lively debate about it but you know I, i'm not a fan of that so, so, so then you have like, other people doing these things, you know, like Dimitri and there's other people as, um, oh man, yeah. the guy gave a talk at the, the Dutch closure days and he's been on a podcast as well. And I can't remember for life of me. Um, the guy who wrote ring weave jester, uh, uh, James Reeves, James, James yeah. Reeves. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I stopped all the closure devs. Yeah. 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 I mean, he, he is, he is great, you know, and he made a great talk yeah. about, about how you can use data to, to drive the weapon. Yeah you know, reloaded yeah. workflow. And this is really interesting. That's really good because then, but again, he's saying multi-methods are the way, you know, mm. that's mm-hmm. the way you do it now. It's not these like, uh, you don't have to, imp- you know, think about components. You have to think about multi-methods and it's less, less intrusive. And, and I think this is, I always think that this is a really good discussion in closure. Actually, it's like, because they're both trying to make things easier for us. And, and some, some kind of like, let's say, there is some abstract, some taste around this, around which, what's palatable to a kind of like, maybe he's a, uh, all closure programmers, let's say. You know, a lot of closure programmers really like this idea of the, of the reloaded workflow and, and mm-hmm. nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that, you know. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. you know, I think, again, it, it was kind of got rejected a little bit because of this, this, this joining together. I'm not going to say the C word, you know, <laughs> the joining together <laughs> of things. <laughs> It's a family show. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. So the thing that like what I'm left with is that like the like we have to we have to join things together somehow, right? Sure. And that's that, I think that's where what I, I I wish that there was more of in those talks was like but how? Like how? What are like okay, so with like object oriented programming, like that was a bad way to do it. Right. But then like mm. going forward, you know, there, there's so many, you know, a- aspects of a, a program or a system that you have to join things together to make them. So like how, you know, and thing, I mean, I don't know. 
but uh, <laughs> <laughs> my, my boss isn't listening. I, I don't know. Um, but but uh, yeah. But anyway, but I hear what you're saying though about like. Um, I mean, yeah. I I, I really like I, I really like Integrant. Um, mm. You know the uh, James's system there, and I, I think it's. Uh, I don't know. I could, I could, I could talk a little bit more about like my my thinking around like. Well, you know, you have architectural components in your system. You, mm. you just do. You have to. You have to capture them somehow. They do have a life cycle. You have to. It's. I mean, it's probably a good idea to eventually like capture that somehow, right? Um, so like, so how do we do it? You know. Um, <clears throat> I don't I, know. I agree but with I that. see. I, mean, I see you sighing. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm okay. not saying. Jesus, no. I'm oh. absolutely not. No, I'm happy. Oh, okay. I'm really happy to oh, okay. these things. No, because <laughs> I think these these are really the challenges that the programmers deal with day to day. You know, I mean, I I think all yeah. this architect, all this like, like this theoretical stuff is great, and it's great to motivate the thinking. But in the end, you're right. You know, we yeah. need to we need to have practical answers. You know, and I, and yeah. I, I like like Eric Normand has this. Uh, well, it's not his thing, but he has the he, this this onion architecture thing where you know, like this, and I think several people have written about this, um, mm -hmm. where you kind of essentially, you know, you have the pure functions in the middle, and then you have the IO mm, and all yeah. the state transformations yeah. at the edge. Um, right. And I think these these are like interesting architectural patterns, let's say, um, yeah. to to keep things simple in the middle and accept some complexity where where it's completely necessary. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, what, yeah, what are no, you? What, where, where are you going from an architectural perspective then? Well, well, so like with my little thing that I've been toiling toiling away on for four years in obscurity in the dark <laughs> <laughs> in my closet. Um, <clears throat> yeah, well, it's all it's it, integrants kind of the foundation for it. Right. I mean, I think it's just like it's just a, a really good idea and it's executed like really well. Mm. Um, and but so so part of part of, part of my thinking around this, um, what I kind of keep coming back to, and I'll be I'd be interested, like really interested actually, to hear your your thoughts about this because I don't uh, I haven't talked about it too much, like like one on one with people. Um, but what I keep coming back to is just is is the operating system. It is. I mean, I, I was I was reading something like back in the eighties. I, I guess like so I, I read someone saying that, like there'd be like an operating system coming out like like once a month or something, sure. right? Mm. And that's kind of like the situation that we have kind of like with frameworks, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, but, but, but so like the problems, the problems that we're solving, like with, uh, with, with a framework or with the operating system, um, I mean, I have this whole blog post where I'm like, you know, I think an operating system is actually a framework. Um, but the, 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 the idea here is like you have, um, you have some kind of resources, right? And you have to like manage those resources somehow. And like that's not um, that's like the main, not the main work of whatever your application is, right? And like as new resources come along, you have like cloud resources, um, you know, browsers. That's like that's a kind of like new medium. Like um, you, you develop new frameworks to 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 kind of capture those um, uh, capture like the lifecycle and interactions with those resources, like management of those resources, right? Mm -hmm. And so like like Integrant, like when I see that, I'm like, well, this is kind of like um, you know System D or something. Right, mm -hmm. like you are defining like the graph of things that need to get started, and like also how to you know how to start them and shut them down. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so that's kind of like where I'm, like how how I think about it. And then so 
like with web stuff, I'm like, okay, like thinking about forms as a kind of resource in the same way that like, you know, a, a file or something like that would be a resource. Like it has a pattern of interaction with it. You have, it has its own life cycle. Um, and, uh, you know, it'd be nice to just capture that once so that people can easily write their forms so that people can, you know, you can get that, uh, you know, fear data collection website out there as quickly as possible, right? Mm. Um, but so like, that's something like also, you know, Ajax requests, doing things like um, when I submit this form, um, it should show some kind of activity indicator while the Ajax request is um, live. <laughs> that, that's something that should be like, why, why do I need to do this? Like come up with this again, for, like every site that I make it. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is really answering your question, but um, so yeah, like architecturally, I feel like integrant is like great as like the 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 kind of foundation for this is you know um, expressing like these are the different. I mean, I like that, and I like the the kind of component mindset to because it gives you. I like how it gives me um, it, it. It's kind of like an aid to thinking about like what are the boundaries of the different parts of my system and how do they relate to each other? How how do I make like. Um, uh, <clears throat> you know, expose like the smallest interface, I guess, possible, like among these different components, right? Um, integrants particularly nice because it is like you you express that all in data, and then mm. that gives you like a lot of nice a lot of nice properties about being able to um, swap out different components like for your tests, and mm. um, that uh, <clears throat> I've had a, had a lot of success with. Um, so I don't know. That was uh, that was about like two two minutes, I guess, of stream of consciousness around this <laughs> so, so stuff. Like, I'm trying to think about you... like with with yeah. web with the web. I think web is very interesting, um, but it's it's also complicated in the sense that you know I think you could I think it was a good analogy between system D and um, the and the integrant, like the the life cycle of things, stopping and starting them. With the with the like you you're filling out a form, and mm. you're then like giving back the answer. The, these interactions always seem much more complicated in the end. You know, they're always they seem almost unique. So where do we get the abstraction that kind of like nails that to some extent, or you know, gives you the kind of like eighty percent experience that you can then yeah. that you can then kind of like tweak according to some some needs. Because that, that seems you, actually, like a very like uh, what should we say? That's a uh, ineffable uh, kind of difficult to. Well, for me anyway, I'm a small brain guy, so I, I'm not. Quite, <laughs> I don't quite grasp it. <laughs> well, after after the podcast, I'll give you the link. Okay. My members only secret <laughs> <laughs> secret framework only. GitHub repo. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Subscription only. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, it's like, but so I think it's a, it's a really good question. I don't know. Some of the, so I don't know that I have a great answer, but some of the things I think about are like, you know, we, over time, different, different kinds of resources get introduced. So like a database, mm -hmm. I think of as like a kind of resource, like, yes, that's its own program. Right. But it's also like now, like, and, and people, people write databases and get paid money to do it. So like for them, like that's their product. Right. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. then for other people, it becomes like a, a building block. And like mm -hmm. now here's a set of interactions for a database. And, you know, databases are fairly complicated. Um, and, you know, yet like we're able to, um, you know, de define like here's just here's the set of interactions with this thing. Like here's 
here's the set of events that it will respond to. Here's the kind of different um, operational states it will be in of like, uh, you know, is it um, uh, in the middle of a transaction or not? Or like, um, <clears throat> right? Um, like with with form like with forms, you can do the same thing. You can just try to enumerate like what are the, what are the different events that it can respond to. What are, what are the different operational states which it can be in, which are like that's different from like the kind of content state. You know, like mm -hmm. operational state would be like, is this valid or not? Um, has this been submitted or not? And so the kind of like where I've been going with it um, <clears throat> is in part um, part of it's like for me like what I've been doing is breaking it down to like. Well, starting with with uh, inputs, right? Hmm. So, like each input, like uh, so, so. My little thing like uses reframe, which I uh, is also I think uh, just really good. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah thumbs up. Yeah. yeah, thumbs up. Big thumbs um, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the idea. So the like one of the ideas I think has been one of the better ideas that I've kind of worked out over the last few years is to to kind of use um. Kind of, kind of use the global state atom in reframe as like the file system and to say like every every form is going to have a, a path basically on this file system and you're going to like name all the different inputs and so um because of like there's a kind of consistent organization to how you uh how do you how you model and capture your forms um that that opens up um some possibilities which i can talk about in a little bit um but in terms of like actually dealing with like how, you know there's there there's so much that's possible with forms some of some of the things i've i've found useful like um <clears throat> one is that um like form so one of the, one of the things that's tricky is like form validation right sure. yeah. um because there's so many different you can have it like the, the server side validate it um right um uh, but so what where i've kind of landed with it is just like oh it's not even just validation because you don't want to just say like, is this um, is this valid or invalid? There might be like other um, kind of like metadata that you want to display display with inputs, right? Like we, I can't. There's like there aren't, there's not like a specific example that's coming to mind, but like um, <clears throat> we we've we've seen seen stuff like that. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of a specific example. I can't. But they exist. Uh, trust me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but what you want, so like, what you want is actually a, a function. Like, you want to have like a function of uh, of the input, or or maybe like um, perhaps like of the form like as a whole with uh, you know, uh, but the function would be like its output would be you know scope to just that input, right? Mm -hmm. But when I say the a, a function of the form as a whole, it's not just like what is the contents of that form, like that input's value, but it's also like what are the um, the, the the DOM interactions, like what are the browser events that's respond to? Like, has it been blurred or not? Right. You don't mm -hmm. want to start yelling at someone that their username is too long. So like as soon as they click in the in the field, right? Like that's a bad user experience. All right. So um I don't know. That's where I've landed with it. I feel like actually pretty happy with it. It's like uh that with with just validation. Um and then like with the framework itself, it, it handles things like um uh it, it produces a kind of like component factory. Uh, in the sense that, like, you have a multi-method, which you can say, like, input, um, like, the input uh, keyword text or text area, or just even create, like, new um, um, custom form elements. Like, uh, I, I use this myself on my websites to, to use, like, a markdown editor. Um, um, but, like, that's that's something that's really cool about, like, Reagent 
um, where you can say like, oh, functions, like functions are components. Like that's what allows you to kind of do that, which is yeah, like yeah. really nice. Um, but with it, the way this kind of like input component factory works is that, um, you know, by default, it, like it has all these different handlers set for you to like um, uh, call the reframe dispatch of um, on, on change, like this input is going to like, it's pre-populated with like the path for that, for that particular um, attribute that you're trying to modify, like mm -hmm. in the global state atom, right? Um, <clears throat> and it just kind of like take, takes care of that stuff for you. So you don't have to like this, I say that that's a decision you don't have to make anymore. Like, am I gonna store, store this locally in some kind of atom? Do I store it in the global state atom? Um, it, it, that I feel like it's like become um, a lot e easier to, to yeah, just like yeah. pump, pump out a form, you know? So, so you're building on, so you're using reframe and integrant and things like that to, to compose your, your new framework or, or is it, is it the right thing to say or? Yeah, you're, that's it. Yeah. That's okay. accurate. Yeah. Nice. So with, with the, um, going back to the kind of like the, the paths thing is, is just to, so I understand it a bit better. Um, it's the idea that like, let's say you have like five, five input fields, um, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know, name, email, phone number, three. Right. Okay. I'm going, I can't do more than right. three. <laughs> <laughs> There's a list, you know, and yeah. three is the max. <laughs> So yeah, so um, yeah. so yeah, we got like, the name, the the uh, the email and the phone number. Um, mm -hmm. So are you saying there's going to be like um, like a path for each of those three things, and then there'll be a validator associated with the with the phone number, with the email, with the with the name, or and then there's a, another thing which looks at the whole form, or is it, uh, is it more clever than that? Yeah, no, that's a, that, it is not more clever than that. Um, it's <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it is yeah. simple. <laughs> it's simple. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I sometimes I go back. That and seems pretty like, simple to me. What did know. I do? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, it's like I'm. You know, I, I I feel like after I've got this, I'm building this, I'm rebuilding this job site, and then I'm gonna go back and like revisit my this whole framework thing. Hopefully, like in the next few months or something, I can put it out there because there are some things I'm excited about. Like that's one of them. But yeah, to, like, so to answer your question, like specifically, like mm. where this form gets put, it's basically like under slash forms slash some form name. And mm. so the form name is going to be like a, a vector of like um, post or put or whatever, like the, the um, HTTP verb, and then mm. um, a, a, a name of a route, right? So. So for my job site, it's like listings, right? So uh, yeah. uh, like post uh, listings or something like that, right? Um, and, and then so like underneath, so like that's kind of like one directory. And underneath that, you have a bunch of subdirectories of like uh, the buffer, which is the current values that's like the, that are displayed in the inputs. Um, there's like a, a base directory, which is like if you need to reset the form, like this is what the form started with, mm -hmm. right? Um, there's also errors if like you need to store errors there for some reason, like from the server, for example. Um, and, uh, I think that there's, there's a few other ones, but I think that those are the, those are the main ones, right? So like, this is like, okay, how do you, like, how do you capture, you know, formness, you know, mm -hmm. the, the essence of form. And so, um, that's what I've been trying to do there. And so like, so under buffer, for example, though, like you'll have, um, <clears throat> 
uh, basically like a you know a file in this metaphor that corresponds to each um, attribute, like so like you know username, password, um, address, or whatever it was that you said. So yeah, so the function like this the, this function you basically pointed at that and it's able to um, the way that I've been doing it for myself for the most part like it's not super efficient and I think it's there are ways to make it more efficient. But the way I've done it for myself is I have uh, basically a function that looks at the form as, as a whole. Mm -hmm. So it, it oh, th um, that's another kind of subdirectory is like um, kind of uh, inputs uh, that it's the input that, that these different uh, fields have received, right? right? So um, yeah, the function looks at that as a whole and says like, okay, like if you've blurred, um, if, if the username has received a blur and it's too short, then display this message. Right. Um, <clears throat> and so it just like, it looks at the form as a whole and then like outputs a map. And then there's like something else, which there's a, a I, it's probably actually, I think a reframe subscription, which says, right. give me just the values for this particular input. Hmm. So. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Cause I think that's the nice thing about the, like, like you say, the database It's very reactive, you know? So yeah, you can yeah. you can really rely on that to make things once you kind of grok it fully, you can really rely on it to make things quite simple as well. You know, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. itself is not simple, you know, but it does make your life a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> it does, it does. It's nice. You know, it's nice. You can just sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like this whole like this whole graph that's getting fired off and all that kind of stuff, you know, it's definitely yeah, there is there is some there is some complexity there, you know, and and Mike's done a good job of like um, of, of implementing it, obviously, but also kind of hiding it to some extent, you know. Right. Um, yeah. And it does make yeah. our life easier. So I think this is a good example of simple, relatively simple, from a programming yeah. perspective, and it is very yeah. easy once you kind of fully get it. Yeah. And it's quite yeah, clean. Thanks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and I I definitely agree. Like reframe is. Definitely, I, part of part of what I, what I think about for that, like being simple, is like okay, there's like a limited number of concepts here, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. explains them all very well. And like mm -hmm. once you, I, they're new. But I mean, they were they were new for me when I learned about it, right? Hmm. Um, but but it's also, I guess, you're right. Like it's not um, conceptually, it's not a very complicated system um, reframe hmm. to to work with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been it's like it's it's real it's a real pleasure to to work, build on top of. I think um part part of where I was coming from with it was I I, I was using this I was building this Hoplon app uh mm -hmm. for for a while. And uh <clears throat> so which I I, I don't, definitely don't want to knock that at all because it's like, you know, made by like Misha and Alan and yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah. Like it has yeah. a lot of interesting ideas and it is yeah. good. And I also felt like um, the the kind of emphasis on these cells, where you like each, uh, like the, the state is always kind of like isolated within this cell, and you have like this cell graph that's not mm. addressable. I I end up like finding like that was kind of difficult to work with, right? So like um you might you might be modeling something like if you're if you're modeling some kind of input, um the it's it's all basically a like local state, and if some other input outside of it wants to like peer into it. Um, that became very difficult. I don't, I'm not sure if that's making sense, but like mm -hmm. uh, a typical like uh, use case might be like, as I type something in, I want to filter like um, a table, oh, like yeah, yeah. reactively as I type in. So yeah. you, you can specifically code um, that, uh, code it to work that way. Um, 
using this kind of uh, um, like non-addressable cell graph that Hoplon had. And like that was possible, but there there are ways in which I could kind of code myself into a corner and be like, how am I gonna, how am I actually gonna get this to work without like majorly changing everything? But like with reframe, having everything um, in this global state atom, yeah. you know, um, that like that's now accessible, like you know, outside of uh, it's where, where you know, other things can like actually view it and react to it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just such a good. It's just so well done. I love it. I've used it for like years <laughs> now, and I just fucking love it. Yeah, <laughs> where's Mike Thompson? Get him on here. I want to just like high five him, you know, yeah. a kiss or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that 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 is the uh, you know going going back to the Ruby on Rails kind of discussion. I think that's what Ruby on Rails brought in, right? That the joy when you're first time when you're yeah. coding in it, you know, it feels like you you're so productive within you know so less amount of time, and then okay, and then later things go in different ways, but. <laughs> Yeah, but in the yeah, case of yeah. frame, I think you know the the, yeah. the ideas are, are so simple, and once they click, yeah. then you know you you enjoy building the you know the the whole experience, which is which is something that yeah maybe this this because closure podcast and maybe you know we are, we are preaching to the choir or something, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure in other in other yeah. languages probably there there is equal and amount of passion around around what they're doing. <laughs> so, I, th- I think yeah. I think what yeah. what what you're getting at though, Daniel, is like. I think th- to me, like if I'm just re- reacting and reacting in real time to what you're thinking, <laughs> uh, it's like yeah. the um, is that the, the, one of the common arguments with uh, like boilerplate and stuff like this and repetitive stuff is just macro, macro mm-hmm. your way out of it. Um, mm-hmm. But then you know the other one is don't ever use macros. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> it's like oh, you know, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> macros, not macros. Oh, don't use macros. Use macros. Don't use macros. Anyway, this is like this is a constant. Uh, for me, this is a problem because like macros are yeah. definitely you know powerful, but you know right. also you know to you know to if you like to avoid boilerplate. Okay, use a macro, but um. But actually, it's turned out that, that that you know that's a pretty bad idea. So so then you use data, um, but then as soon as you do that, it's like you're you're it's 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 again it's decoupling things. So you like with the macro, you know what's going on. You get you get the data in the macro. Everything's transparent if you like to some extent. Mm-hmm. You can't re, you can't compose over it, so that's the bad thing. But it is relatively straightforward enough. You know. If you can get past all the pearl type squiggles and ats and shit, you know, <laughs> then you know, like you, you are reading pearl yeah. at that point. But you know, it's like <laughs> it's a different language completely. But if you can get past it, then you know, okay, you you can kind of grok what's going on, and you can, yeah, all right, I see what's going on now. Yeah. But but there's limit to that macro because as as it gets as it gets more than three lines, really, it starts to explode. In my opinion, you know, you really have to. Then you're then you're putting things into functions and macros mm-hmm. become mm-hmm. like a horror sh- a horror story pretty quickly. I think, um, <laughs> at least in my hands, you know, yeah. I think in more competent hands, they're 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 probably fine. But in my hands, after three lines, I, I'm done. You know, um, so so this so what you're doing is like you're saying, okay, there's some uh, there's a to avoid the boilerplate, essentially, we can use this data concept, uh, and then you know we can take a, we can take something and say, okay, look, this is how we do it. You know, this is how, this is how we avoid the, the repetition because that's that's the, mm. the the boring stuff, isn't it? That's the boilerplate. That's the stuff which is you know tedium, you know. Yeah. And so I think to remove tedium, you have to introduce another concept. You have to introduce something that says 
you're experiencing you're i see you're experiencing some tedium you know <laughs> <laughs> let me help you with that there is a clippy coming up there's a clippy yeah, coming yeah. up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Dan, i'm ex- daniel can i may i help you with your tedium you know? <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah daniel's existential clippy <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I see you're experiencing some ennui. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have some like like long long bottom leaf for you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If if only you had finished, you know, the Hobbit game, you would you would have never reached to this level of you know existential crisis. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that nagging yeah. open side project that you have. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> it's going to haunt me. Yeah. Anyway. That, that's, but, uh, a, that's a really nice idea, though, Daniel. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's intriguing for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting the subscription now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, yeah. You'll be, you'll be the first to know. Yeah, please, please yeah. send us some early access, you know, codes yeah. so we can, we can try that yeah. out. <laughs> I'm I'm ready to be like not done with it, you know, but I'm yeah. ready to be mm. done just like do, doing it just by my it's not and it's all the thing is like it's there's there's this whole front end component and there's this like back end stuff too. And I wrote mm. like all these ansible scripts and stuff too to just be like just just do this and you can get your 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 little web mm. app. Like nothing like this is not you know, you're not gonna deploy like a whole like you know, cloud or something with this shit. But mm. You're playing around, you have a stupid idea, which I have like many of, and then you just want to get it out there. And then like this whole, um, you know, th- there's like this whole uh, kind of group of tools that like, I've made over time of like, here's like how you build the thing and it puts it in a the canonical place. And then like Ansible looks for it there and will like, you know, deploy it to your server. And like, not only that, like it stands up all your servers, like in a way that like Nginx will look at your jar, like your, your, um, uber jar like jetty yeah. you know process uh, mm-hmm. correctly like all, all this stuff has just been kind of like glued together so i'm like i'm i'm kind of pumped to i'm really hoping i can get it out there like it, soon because like yeah it's it's on the one hand it's like super fun but on the other hand it's like this is like starting to drive me crazy like i'm still <laughs> doing this i'm like i want to put it out there and for someone else to take it over and make it like really good <laughs> And then give me all the credit. Yeah. And then, like, this is, this is you know, my dream. Um, I can do something dream. else. Just, yeah. just you, don't, you, don't, you don't want Daniel Hagen Bottoms family taking it over. That, oh, my God, funny. you're right. <laughs> oh, this is a scary as long thought. as it stays in, within your clan. You I know, think the, the lady yeah. the lady's going to take it over and put a really horrible <laughs> face on it. You know, like the branding of it is going to be really disgusting. Yes. Now you listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, anyway, you know what's um, yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, it's it's super interesting. So I think uh, obviously I think you'll you'll post about it on on the interwebs uh, as they say. So you know, I'll be super curious to to listen uh, or at least see the your ideas. You know how what you're thinking about it and then how you thought about it, how you've been using them, right? Because um, as I said, you you're also building these closure driven web applications already. So one of it is closure closure jobs. Um, Brave closure jobs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jobs yeah. uh, yeah, for the brave and true. Jobs for the brave and true. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's yeah. A, that's been going for a while. <clears throat> yeah, jobs.braveclosure.com. Um, and yeah, so I've been I've been rewriting it, and mm. uh, one I want. I mean, 
uh, <clears throat> part of how I've been thinking about it is like, what would the best possible closure jobs website look like, right? Mm. And the, I mean, the big the 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 big thing that's missing from the existing website is all the other closure jobs that aren't on there, you know. Mm. Um, I I think it's <laughs> I I think <laughs> yeah. yeah I want I want market dominance. Um, I yeah. but no, I, I really do. Um, you know, occasionally you'll see threads pop up like, are people hiring closure developers? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> things like that. I think maybe that's changing because it's becoming it, it continues to gain gain traction. But I just really want there to be a place where it's just like, here's every single um, closure job that yeah. people are hiring for. Yeah. And so um, part, part of that is switching to a freemium, uh, yeah, freemium model. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another part of it too is just making it really easy for these companies. So um, the way it works currently is like you, just some person creates an account and then posts a job mm-hmm. and they have to post like, um, if they want to post multiple jobs, they have to enter in the same company info and things like that. So there's actually no first class notion of a company. Yeah. Um, so that's um, needs to change because I also want companies to be able to be highlighted too. Like eventually, I want to be able to do things like um, highlight uh, companies' interactions with um, the closure community. Like if they donate to um, Closure Bridge or Closure Us Together or things like that yeah, as a kind yeah, of like yeah. these so- social badges, things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then also for people who are interested in closure to be able to see like holy shit, there's a lot of Closure yeah, companies, companies out there, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I think that's uh, that's something that uh, that that every time surprises me because I, I used to run this uh, conference in in the Netherlands uh, called Dutch Closure Day, and every time I, I start doing this, you know, every year um, trying to reach out to the sponsors, and, and oh, yeah. you know, somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody will tell me that hey, these people are using closure. Like the fuck, I mean, this is like uh, two <laughs> meters away where I sit, and I don't know that they're using closure. You know, that's that's annoying. <laughs> So the, the, the discoverability has always been a problem in in, mm-hmm. in closure companies. You know, like uh, the, there are there are bigger companies, some names that you know already. Obviously, Alex Miller is doing a really good job of you know every time somebody says, "Hey, we're using, we're using closure," they'll put it yeah. in the, you know uh, in the in the closure website. But mm-hmm. it's um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think this this whole idea of um, you know we don't know who is using closure or you know, there are not enough jobs or something, and and also. The most annoying part is that we, we use Slack, which is the open source. No, sorry, the, the free version. Mm, All the right, shit right. disappears, which is yeah, which yeah. is yeah. one of the stupidest shit that any 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 programming community can do. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, that's, I quite uh, that's like that in different. some ways because it's like the Snapchat of closure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the shit keeps disappearing. You it can put like anything that. up there and it'll just disappear. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. Wait for. <laughs> And, and now the, yeah. the the shittiest part for me is that somebody replied to some thread that that I wrote something at some point. Now the <laughs> fucking threads thing is is yeah. bold, and I cannot make it like read all or anything. Now ah. now now in my closure and Slack, every other channel is read, like Mark all messages is read, but the fucking threads thing is still bold for <laughs> fucking forever. Now I keep thinking, what did they give me? Like you know, did they? Send me some Bitcoin or something. I don't know. <laughs> Only Slack people know now. <laughs> so this is the this is the OCD really kicking in heavily on, exactly. <laughs> on Slack. And, and I'm not that active on Slack yeah. either because you know it's like a fucking closed source crap anyway. But um, yeah. So on on I think that's a beautiful digression uh, rant. Now yeah. let's let's get yeah. back to the closure jobs thing. Yes, I, I think that's a that's a really good idea to to highlight you know which which companies are using and. and 
know, how actively they're participating in the Kluge community. So that, that's mm. pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's exciting. Now I'm just nice. thinking about like your arch nemesis, like listening to this and be like, I'm going to get on Slack. And then send him a message. Mention him in a thread. And he's not on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, and then keeps, keep, you know, swamping, the, the, keep, keep pushing yeah. more messages until it disappears. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, fuck. Yeah. Maybe that's basically what they want to do. So, no. Yeah. They're already well, doing you it. Won. They're already doing <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the plan is you already won. in action. <laughs> it was you, Ray, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm mentioning Emacs in lots and lots of threads. Yes. But not in a good way. <laughs> well, if I if I don't see it, I only assume it's awesome. <laughs> so, that brings to the question. Obviously, oh we God. know the answer yeah. to. So Emacs or other ship. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah what is your answer daniel emacs or some other shit oh some other shit you know what's you know what's funny about a year ago i switched to doom <laughs> emacs ah, okay. so yeah. which yeah. has uses vim key bindings by default yes. yeah and so i was like like fuck it let's go crazy we're in the middle of this pandemic what am i gonna do let's learn let's learn some vim key bindings Ooh. so that's what i'm doing now yeah, nice. Emacs, but like kind of evil mode. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, yeah, but that's that's something that I do as well because I've been using Space Max yeah. for long enough, and uh, for me, yeah. you know, when I go into the insert mode, I'm in Emacs mode. When I'm in the normal mode, I'm in the Vim mode. Yeah. So we've now it's stopped this closure podcast, and we introduce you <laughs> to the Emacs section of the podcast. <laughs> Back so to you, welcome, gentlemen. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. Let, let me uh, recite my init.l to you. you yes. Find it, find it moving, thrilling. Yeah. So that, that's El stands for emotional language. Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> he means it. I mean, he really does. Yeah. No, but it's Why fair not? enough. You know. It is. Yeah, fine. Emacs all right. Is, Emacs, is, em, Emacs is a way of life. So I'm yes. not going to el shame you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, so I've been using Doom, and that, yeah, I mean, I, I I give that a try like a few times, but I keep falling back to Space Max most of the time. Uh, Space Max is my thing, and then I remember like the first commits to the closure layer on Space Space Max, so I'm still using the same thing. But cool. uh, it's been a yeah, I don't think there is any other comparable things to Emacs anyway. So on that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Closure Podcast. <laughs> this Closure Podcast is brought to you by Emacs people. <laughs> Sponsored by Emacs. Cool. Um, so yeah, so, so maybe what else we, can we talk about closure-wise now? Yes. I've got that shit out of the way. Because I, I want to talk, I want to just ask you like a few things about the the closure for the Brave and True book, right? You know, so that that book oh, is sure. available now in print, in 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 digital form everywhere, so people can buy it. I think this is one of the one of the best introduction to to introductory book, or I would say like you know, the first book of closure. I think. Um, so, are are you planning to Thanks. work on the second editions or something like that, or? I don't have any plans for a second edition of that book. Mm. And I mean, maybe someday it'll happen. Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, there, you know, there's some, there, there's some, uh, 
kind of mistakes in in there that I still get kind of emailed about or, you know, uh, tweeted at. And I'm just kind of like, uh, you know, it's fine. <laughs> um, pro- probably my biggest regret is like Emacs. Actually, speaking of Emacs, uh, even though I love Emacs, like um, I, I don't, I, I just don't want people because like th- things have changed so much like yeah. on the Emacs side and like, mm. I don't really want to keep up with it. And also don't want, I don't want people to have like a bad experience. So I, I feel bad for the folks who have had a bad experience in that way, but I feel like the rest of it's like, you know, it's still, um, more things have been added, but what's there is like good. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when, so it's a, it's a testament to the stability so, of language. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you don't need to, you know, build a new book, like every time there is a point one release somewhere. And then, right. You know, yeah. Because the, the core concepts are still the same. That means, you know, um, yeah. that you have to know them anyway to to become you know a good closure programmer so that's uh that's that's yeah it. yeah cool yeah i remember i remember it's it, it's so true like i just i want to share briefly like i remember um a couple of years ago i had to to write actual javascript and mm. it had been like so long and it was just like uh i remember like telling my coworkers like it's like visiting my childhood home but like Mm-hmm. There have been like all these weird rooms added. Like one of them's like you know gold plated for some reason, and there's like this <laughs> dungeon. Who put that there? Why would they do that? You know. Yeah. And it's just like it was so bizarre. But yeah, like closure. Yeah. D- definitely, it's so. I mean, it's it's uh, you know these different these various little side projects pro- side projects I have. It's like it's nice. I can pop into them like years later, and like make a little update or something. And like everything works, yeah. It all, it all just works. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's true. I think that is something that uh, that we, at least from my whatever the little experience that I have in the programming world, that that I haven't seen in other languages. You know that because mm. things things um, well, obviously not JavaScript. You know, right. <laughs> they should change us like every <laughs> nanosecond or something. It goes at a fucking light speed that. <laughs> oh, yesterday it was this yeah. one, and then today there are like twenty new frameworks now, and new uh, testing tools and whatnot, and everything. Yeah, so I think the the biggest crazy. one for me, the biggest one for me around closure, and I think it's the only significant change I would say in the last five years, is depth.eden. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't use sure. it. I mean, I, I think spec is so. like yeah. something else. We we can hmm. we can shoot that one in the head later, but you know, <laughs> um, I think. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah. it's bo- the, the owner of it has already shot it in head, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm just like you know, <laughs> watching. You know. But um, but you know, but but Depster oh. Eden is a live thing. It's you know that's mm. you know apparently it's alpha, but you know um, some parts of it aren't, some parts of it are. It's very complicated, but but I think essentially it's it's that's not going away. Then that's you know that's yeah. part of the closure thing now. So. Yeah, that's the only thing like I would say that is right? like I don't know if yeah. you cover that in the book. I can't remember. I, I haven't reread it for this show. I'm afraid. But you know, <laughs> I can't believe you wouldn't read re- yeah, exactly. my 200 whatever pages. Of, uh, <laughs> Let me just quickly get yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, but I think, I think but I think in general, there it's very stable. So it's it, yeah, like right. the amount of rework that you need to do is, like you say, pretty yeah. pretty minor. Yeah, the core language is like there's yeah. like no changes. I think it's everything up to core sync. I think some of Core sync. Um, I think some of the things that they came out after the book were like transducers. Uh, I'm trying to remember what else. There may be a few other things, but yeah. Um, <laughs> spec. 
So, yeah. right. Um, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, anyway. Yes. Core language, anyway, super stable. So I think, um, oh, um, we could go on uh, poking your brain more and more, but uh, I think this would be a good time to take a pause and then wait for you to release your uh, awesome Just one second before awesome we do it. Framework. Uh, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. <laughs> Is there anything else, Daniel, before we go that yes. we've missed out or that, you know, that like is, is bubbling under the surface of your, uh, of side, your the side firm, firmament of your imagination? One <laughs> yeah. of the other side obsessions. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Well, well what, what, what to share? What to share? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think one thing is like I continue to be like so, so amazed that like, I mean, I feel like there, I felt for a little while, I felt like things were getting kind of like boring or dull, I guess, in the closure community, like not much happening. And like, mm. that's not the case right now. Like Babashka, mm. for yeah. example, awesome. And like all the the, effects, the folks at like Medicine and Jux and yeah. stuff, yeah. and the stuff that's yeah. like the stuff that's coming out now, mm. um, it's like, I don't know, I'm, I'm super excited by, by all of it. Um, <clears throat> I think for myself, yeah, I, I'm just going to keep pushing on these different, like, the the main idea I think I'm just going to keep pushing on is, like, how, how can I help people get, like, stupid ideas out there quicker? And, like, <laughs> um, I don't know. That's, that, and, and, yeah. But, and, and, and the, the work that these other folks are, are, are doing um, is, like, very exciting to me because I feel like that's, like, I really want to spend more time, like, looking at that to see how that can, like, move that forward i've got so many ideas y'all it's like mm. i have this i got the website dumbidea.club the, the, the domain name i just want to make that i want to <laughs> i want to <laughs> that it's something i want to put out there i have the i have these different domain names um bad news potato dot dot club <laughs> um so many so many things i want to put out there but but instead i'm just like j just for some reason trying to make tools to make it easier to put them out there but anyway hopefully nice. that'll be done and then, then you can see bad news potato dot, dot yeah. club some point yeah, in the future that, that's exciting yeah, yeah. awesome <laughs> yeah so we'll, we'll we'll keep refreshing that that page now <laughs> yeah keep, you know keep i think we should write a babashka script that is going to poke that domain you know <laughs> continuously <laughs> do i get a proper html response back so well, I agree with you, about Daniel. I, I do agree with you we'll that it's like you know, um, there's a lot of like, oh, we missed the boat, you know, we missed the early days of closure, and that was the best part. And I think actually there's plenty more to come. Yeah, you know? yeah. and we see that burgeoning in the community right now. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's good. Yeah, yeah, nice. Cool. So thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks oh, a lot. Thanks for, Daniel, yeah. for, for joining. And uh, yeah. yeah, thanks a lot for all the hard work that you're doing, and, and especially for the closure, yeah. brave, uh, closure for the Brave and True Brook. Um, yeah. I do thanks. recommend that to you know most of the folks who want to start get started with closure, um, yeah. especially because it has, you know, it uses Emacs. So, so let them, <laughs> let, them you know, let them see the light first, and then uh, they, can, yeah. they can decide uh, switching to some other inferior tools later. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I yeah. bet Daniel Hickenbottom is a Vim user. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think I think if, if we ever find Daniel yeah. Hickenbottom, I think we're gonna have you and then that person on yeah. the podcast and then <laughs> so you can duel. <laughs> the alter ego. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
dual dual ID yes yeah. at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, on that on that bombshell, um, I think that's that's it from us for this episode. So stay safe and thanks again. Big thanks to Daniel for joining us and uh, giving piece of his mind. Yeah, yeah thanks. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Defan. And the awesome vegetarian music or the track is Melon Hamburger by Pizzeri. And the show's audio is mixed by Walter Dullert. I'm pretty sure I butchered his name. Um, maybe you should insert your own name here, Dullert. Walter. If you'd like to support us, uh, please do check out our Patreon page. And you can show your appreciation to all the hard work or the lack of hard work that we're doing. And um, you can also catch up with uh, either Ray with me for some unexplainable reason. Uh, you want to interact with us, then uh, do check us out on Slack, Closure in Slack or Closureverse or on Zulip or just at us at Defen Podcast on Twitter. Enjoy your day and see you in the next episode.